Good morning, Redeem. How are y'all doing this morning? I am stoked. I am excited. I am ready for what will happen on today. I hope you are excited as I am on today. It's a good Sunday. It's not too chilly outside. So I think we're going to have a good day. I'm super excited. I am pumped up on this morning. Without any further ado, let's go ahead. Let's, let's go ahead and get started on our lesson for today. I hope you are excited. Let me go ahead and pray, and then we're, we're going to get started. Thank you, Lord, for this day, God. This is the day that you have made, God, and we will be glad and rejoice in it, God. We, God, we give you the honor, God. We thank you, God, for bringing us across another week, Father God. We thank you, God, for letting us be healed, God. We thank you, God, for not letting not letting the enemy come near us, God. But we thank you, God, for protecting us, Father God. We thank you, God, for all that you're doing in our lives, God. We thank you, God, for your for your protection and God, just what you what God, just with your love for us, God. We know it's only it's only through you that we're able to get through this week, God. It's only through your power, your love, that we're able to get through this week, God. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. So, God, ask God today that the words that I speak, God, be less of me, God, and God, all of you, God. I pray to you that we can use this word as application, God, in our lives so we can live change and challenge lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Are you guys, are y'all excited on this morning? I am super, duper stoked, and, I, and I'm so excited. So this morning, I want to spend a few moments talking to you about pick for a purpose. Pick for a purpose. I think if I had a subtopic, it would be the winner's strategy. If you will, for a moment, can you turn with me to John chapter 15, um, verse 14 through 17? I'll give you a few moments to get there, and we're going to read that. All right, let's go. It reads like this. You are my friend if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I've called you friends, for all that I've heard from my father, I've made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. So whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so they command you so that you will love one another. I told you today I'm going to be talking about pick for a purpose, right? Now, I brought some, some goodies with me this morning to just, just to further explain my point. Um, when I was younger, um, when I was younger, I played a lot of different sports. I actually brought some of some things that represented what I played. I remember one year I played football, right? I was okay, you know what I'm saying? Um, one year in college, I one year in college, I ran tracks. So I brought my my track um my track jacket back, right? But I remember one year, it's all going to make sense in a minute. Just, just, just give me a moment. Just give me a moment. It's all going to make sense in a minute. But I remember one year, I went to try out for, for my JV basketball team. And right here, I got a, I got a basketball trophy I brought with me. Now, as I'm, as I'm trying out for the JV basketball team, it's all going to make sense, y'all. Just bear with me. And I'm trying out for the JV basketball team. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. I'm thinking like, yes, I'm ready to try out for this basketball team. My, the whole goal that I had in my mind is I need to go, when I go out and try out for this basketball team, I need to go out and do my very best on this basketball court so that the coach would pick me, so that coach would choose me. I want to be picked. I want to be cho chosen by the coach. So I want to go out here and do my very, very best. So, now, you have to think, I wasn't the only person going out for the, JV, for the basketball team. 
You had other people on. You had other people that, that would come in and, and, and um, other guys that want to try for the basketball team team too. So you might have twenty plus guys or even more than that that are going out for the JV basketball team. So during the tryouts, you had to do a uh, you had to do drills like basketball drills, shooting drills, dribbling drills, and the coaches stand off to the sideline assessing, looking at all the players. The goal that they have in their mind, they're looking for one simple thing. They're looking, they're looking for the best talent. They're not looking for no scrubs. They're not looking for nobody, no weak limbs. They're not looking for nobody who can't play no basketball. They're not looking for nobody who don't know what they're talking about. They're looking for people who have skill, people who, who, who can bring something to the table. They're looking for some basketball players. Not some, not the, not just some people that go to the gym every now and again, but they're looking for people who are skilled in what they do. They're looking for the best talent. The why, so we, have, we did have to ask ourselves, why are these coaches looking for the best talent when, when, you're, when we're trying out? They're trying to pick the best talent. Why are they looking for that? They're looking for that because they want to build a strategy around winning. They think if they can get the best players, then that they can win in the next season. They, just like the Redskins and all these other basketball, all the other um, the basketball teams and, and these football teams, they're trying to they they want to get players that so that they can win in the season. They want to be able to win so they will get players so they can win. So during the tryout, they have all these players that are trying out. Like I said, they are trying to choose the best talent. Now, if you are a basketball coach, now what type of attributes would you look for for your basketball team? If you were a person that, what type of attributes would you look for? If you were a head coach of a basketball team, what type of skills would you look for for a basketball player? Some might say strong. Somebody, somebody might say, I want somebody that's tall on my basketball team. Somebody might say, I want somebody who can shoot the ball on, my, on a basketball team. I want somebody who can play some defense on my basketball team. That would be the person that I would choose because they look good. They, they, have, they, look, they have what it takes for this team. You want to pick the best people because you believe if you pick the best people, they are a part of the winning strategy. They will be hard, somebody said hard working, hard working coachable. I like that one. Somebody said speed. I like that. So what 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 in, in this basketball, you're looking for somebody from the outside looking in that they look good. They're ready to go, they're ready to play this game. You want to win. You want to win. You want to win. You want to build a team around winning. I want to win. So I got some teams. So I, I want I, I got some people. I got, got some people right here that we're gonna choose from this morning. Team one, we got Michael Jordan, we got Scottie Pippen, we got we got um Dennis Robin. We got people who, who are they look strong from the outside, they look like that they, they got it all together, they look like they're pretty good on the basketball court. Team one is right here. But then we got right here, we got team two. They're a little older, they might not be as strong as, as this team right here. They're a little older, right? They're not as strong as we as we probably hope they would be. They might got some talent in them, but they're just not as strong as this team right here. This team, like, they got it all, all, all built together. I don't know what team y'all would choose. I don't know if it will be team two or will it be team one, the Bulls, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if it will be team two or team one. But you want to build your team around people who look strong, like this team. That was you, that was, that was you would think, right? I want to build my team around people who look strong from the outside. I want to build my team around people who look like they got it all together. I want to build my team around people who have some skill. But then if we look at our verse that I just read this morning, if we look at this verse that I read in John 15, we will see that Jesus chose us. Jesus chose us. 
Now, what did, did Gina shoot us because we were so strong or we had it all together or we looked good from the outside? Or did he, did he pick up because we, we, we knew we had so much skill or we knew what we were talking about or we were so strong and we were so good? No. I don't think Jesus, Jesus didn't pick up because we were so good. Jesus didn't pick up because we had it all together. Jesus seen the mess on our, our outside. He still decided to choose us. He still decided to choose us. In my example, I told you that the, that the coaches picked, up, picked players based upon how they looked on the outside. They put, picked upon their skill. They picked upon how they looked, how they were. But we, we just read in, the, in our verse that Jesus picked us. That he chose us. But when we when, when he chose us, chose us, like I said, was it based on how good we were? Was it based on, on the things that we that we did? But because if we had to roll back the tape, if we had to go down memory lane, we can remember the mess that we were in. We can remember the dirt that we were in. We can remember how dirty we were, how 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 messed up we were. We can remember how, how we were dead in our sins. We can remember all the messed up things that we were. And Jesus saw that, Jesus knew that, but he still decided to choose us. At this point, you're probably wondering, Randall, okay, I hear what you're saying, but where are you going with this message? I, I want to tell my brothers and sisters in Christ today this, that you have been chosen by the captain, and the captain's name is Jesus. That's right. You have been picked by Jesus. You have been chosen by Jesus. This, isn't this a blessing? Like you saying, some of y'all are saying, okay, Randall, I hear what you're saying, but why would he choose me? How could he choose me? After all the messed up stuff I did, after all the things I've been through, after, after, after what I did back 10 years ago, what I did five years ago, what I did last week, what all the messed up, dirty things I did, how could he choose me? It wasn't because you were so nice he chose you. It wasn't because you were so hospitable he chose you. It wasn't because you, you, did, you, you did so good he chose you. It wasn't because you, 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 died, you crossed every T and died in your eye he, he chose you. Because in, in actuality, you didn't do all those things. You, 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 didn't, you didn't hit the mark. You, you couldn't hit the mark. You, you, you tried to hit the mark by yourself, but you, but you couldn't hit the mark. You would fail every single time. You would fail every single time. The fact of the matter is that you didn't even choose him first. But he saw what you did, and he still chose you. This brings me to my, one of my points this morning. Why, so your question is, why did Jesus choose me? Why did believers, brothers and sisters in Christ, why did he choose me? He picked you because he loves you. He picked you because he loves you. That's why he chose you. Not because what the good thing you did, but he picked you because he loves you. He saw your insecurities and he, he saw your insecurities and he picked you. He saw your mess up and he picked you. He saw your, he saw your downfall and he picked you. He knew what happened in the future, but he still decided to pick you. Romans chapter five verse eight says this: "But God shows His love for us in, in that while we are still sinners, Christ died for us." He knew that we would have a sin problem, and he still decided to pick us. He knew what we'd go through in 2020 with the pandemic, but he still decided to pick us. He knew all the things that would happen in our life, and guess what? He still decided to pick, pick us. I know I messed up, but he picked me. I know I did this, but he picked me. I know I messed up back then, but he picked me. I know the haters might not like me, but he picked me. I know that, that man might not like me, but he picked you. That he hand-chosen you. He hand-selected you. How many people know that God picked you? 
So we just said, right, that we would pick people based on how they looked on the outside. I don't know about you, but I'm not trying to pick up no people who don't have work hard on the outside. They all messed up on the outside. They don't follow direction on the outside. They just don't do what's right. They don't, they don't follow directions. Why would I want to pick somebody like that for my team? But I, I also have to realize that when God chooses people, it's not because they are so good, but God, why God chooses people not because they are so good, but because he is so good. It's not because you are good, he picked you. It's because God is good, he picked you. That, that is why he picked you. Not because you had all the skills, not because you had it all together, because God had it all together. God is good, and that is why he picked you. God is so good. He's willing to partner with broken people that are open to follow his instructions. We, we choose teams that, that we think people look good on the outside. We think, oh, yeah, they look good on the outside. But God chooses people because he is good. He wants the team, he wants our team to win. And God will partner with man to get to get his will done. God is good. As I was doing this message, this, um, doing this message over, over this week, I came to find out a few key differences between my team, the team that I would pick versus God's team. God, see, about me, man, I just know, I just when I see somebody on the street. Or I see somebody out there, I just know they're outside. But the thing about my team is I'm just going to, I'm going to pick people based on what I, see, what I see on the outside. But God knows your inside and he knows your outside. God knows what's going on on the inside of you and he knows what's going, what's going, like what was going in the full front. God knows all about you. Because a lot of times we like to say, oh yeah, but what, what about what he did 10 years ago? What about what, what, about what I see him do? Do, do five years ago or do three years ago or I see them down there um, down on that bad street but but that's the thing we're looking from the outside we can only see the outside of a person but God can see the inside and he can see the outside and he still decides to choose us First Samuel chapter 15 verse 15 verse 7 says this but the Lord said to Samuel do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I have refused him for the Lord does not see as man sees. For the man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. God knows the true intentions of someone's heart. God knows us. I'm grateful to know. I'm grateful to be. I'm grateful to know that God knows me internally and He knows me externally. He knows what you're going through. He knows the trials you've been through. He knows the nights that you were sad. He, God knows you. There's difference between knowing uh, knowing somebody and knowing of somebody. There's, there's some celebrities I know of, but I don't know them folks. But God knows us, and he knows of us, and he knows us. God knows us. Luke chapter 12, verse 7 says this, y'all. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Y'all, the very hairs of our head are numbered. And if you don't got no hair in your head, God knows that too. I want to tell you. Matter of fact, Jesus tells us that if we, were, if we look back in our verse that we read earlier, we would know that Jesus tells us we are, that our verse I just read. Jesus tells us we are no longer slaves. He never longer called us slaves, but he calls us friends. Let's read the text one more, one more time. You are my friend if you do what I command. So he said, "You're my friend. I do if you do what I if you do, if you do what I command." We got to follow instruction from Jesus. I no longer I no longer call you servant, but because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I call you friend, for everything I learned from my father I made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and planted you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. 
when I read this text over this while studying for this, a, a very important detail stood out to me. And it's this. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is my friend. So I did begin to look up what does friend mean in the dictionary? A friend is one, I, when I looked, this is what I got when I, when I looked up what a friend means. They love one another with a sacrificial love. They share with one another from the heart. Friends know each, other, know each other well and promote one another's welfare. A true friend loves. A true friend gives wise counsel. A true friend remains loyal and, loyal and forgives. A true friend promotes the other's welfare. Now, for me, I don't know if y'all have any friends that you've been sitting on talking on the phone for a long time, but I have friends I can legit talk on the phone with. I can text. I want to hear what, I want to know what they're talking about. I want to know what their plans are. I want to know what they're feeling. I want to, I, I want to, I want to go see them. I want to go spend time with them. I want to hang out with them. I want to hear their counsel. That is what a friend is. I'm excited about their plans. I'm excited about what, what, what they want to say to me. I'm excited about the instruction that they have for me. I'm excited about my friends. But my question to you today is, do you know Jesus as your friend? I know you might know him as a provider. I know you know him as a healer. I know you know him as a keeper, but do you know him as a friend? Do you know him as somebody that can counsel you? Do you know him as somebody that you can sit, you can lay back on, on your couch, you can talk to him? Do you know him as somebody that's there for you? Do you know him as somebody that will coach you to where you need to be at? Do you know him as somebody that gives you wise counsel? Do you know him as somebody that when you, when, you, when you feel stuck, you need to call us by you call in the name of Jesus and he's a strong tower? Do you know him as a friend? I know you might know him as that, but do you know him as a friend? I, I know you got your buddy Jim, you might got your, your buddy Bob, but I want you to I want to tell you about somebody who would change your life around. The his name is Jesus. He, he can be your friend and he can help you and he can counsel you when you feel stuck and he can, and he can lead, to, lead you to bring passion and still water because we know that he's a good shepherd. Do you know him as a friend? Do you know him as a buddy? Do you know that somebody that will come along inside of you and, and, and lead you the way you need to be at? I need that. And my question to you is do you know him as a friend? Do you know him as a friend? Jesus is someone you can count on. Someone that will listen to you. Jesus is the Lord. But he also said that he'll be your friend. He called you your friend. If you haven't said to, if you don't know today if Jesus is your friend, if you're having doubts in your mind, you're, you're struggling with the fact that Jesus is your friend, I need you to just ask, I need you to speak out loud right now. I want Jesus to be my friend. I, I know the stuff I got to go through this week. I know the, the, how the job is going to be this week. It's probably going to be stressful. It's going to be tough. I don't know how I'm going to get through it. I, I, I know my, I, my, my car might have some trouble this week. The thing might happen, happen my week. But I know as having Jesus as my friend, I can make it through. I can call him up and say, Jesus, I need some help right now. I'm struggling. I'm tired. I don't know where to go at. Lord, where are you leading me to? And you can open up the Bible, and there's so many scriptures, and there's so many verses that God has for us and he can lead us to where we need to be at but but if we look in our verse it says you're my friend if you follow if you, what it says, you're my friend if you follow if you, if you um, follow his instruction so we know we know that Jesus gives the gift when he gives us counsel when he gives us instruction it's important that we are able to follow his direction Jesus is my friend and this one the message we as us, us true believers have we have we have now we should have recognized two truths in this message. One, that I have been picked, I have been chosen, and two, Jesus is my friend.
I've been picked, I've been chosen, and Jesus is my friend. I think the question we have to ask ourselves, if I'm on this team, if I'm, if I'm on team Jesus, if I'm on this team, Randall, I hear what you're saying. What is the purpose that I bring to this team? If Jesus has hand-selected me, he has picked me for this team. I told you early in our message how I, how I went out for the, for the basketball team in my JV year. I, I'll be honest, I didn't make a team. I didn't make a team because I, was, I wasn't that good in my JV year at basketball. You know what I'm saying? But I, I had to work up to it and eventually, eventually um, make, make the team. But my, first, my JV year, I, I didn't make the basketball team. And I, I didn't get selected. But now we know that Jesus is not looking for our skill set. He's not looking for, oh, you're, he's not looking, at, looking for your skill set. He's looking for you. He's looking for your yes. He's looking for you to say, yes, Lord, I'll go where you, where you have me to go. Yes, Lord, I will do what you have me to do. That's what Jesus is looking for. So what I'm saying is, you're probably asking now, okay, if Jesus has selected me for his team, I'm, and I'm on team Jesus, right? What is my purpose and what is my part? I play. Well, it's a, it's a very simple answer. It's a very simple question, answer to a very simple question. Your purpose is your part, and your part is your purpose. Let me say that again. Your purpose is your part, but your and your part is your purpose. Some of us have been on Team Jesus for a while now, and some of us may have just forgot the part that we play. Well, today I'm trying to get you back on track to where we need to be at. The very thing that you are put on, on this earth to do is the part and the purpose that you play on Team Jesus. I said the very thing that you're put on this place on this earth to do is the part and purpose you play on Team Jesus. Jesus picked us because he loved us and gave us something to bring to the table. So never feel like that hurt me. He picked us because he loved us. So never feel like like never feel like your gift, your life, your purpose that you have been called to do on this earth is insignificant. Because the part you play on this team, Jesus, is a contributing, fa contributing factor in what makes our team so powerful. I move that verse, 1 Corinthians verse 12, verse 14 says this, y'all. For the body does not consist of just one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, what should, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body. What would make the what that would make that would not make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were, can you imagine a whole body if it was, a, it was an eye? What would that look like, y'all? If a whole body is just an eye, you have no arm, no leg, you just an eye. Wouldn't that look kind of funny? But what where would be your sense of hearing? If the whole body was an ear, where would be where would be the sense? A smell. Think about your whole body just being an ear. Not no no leg, just being an ear. Wouldn't that be look kind of funny, y'all? Just a whole ear. But as it as it is, God arranged the members of the, in, in the body, each one of them as He chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, "I had no need of you," nor again to the head, nor nor again the head to the feet. I had no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the, we bestow the greater honor. And our, and our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our, our more presentable parts do not require. But God has composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. 
If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. We can see from this passage that as believers, we play a very important role in the body. My challenge to you this week is to discover what God is calling you to. Go to him in prayer. And if you're still having trouble with finding what part you play in this body, go ask people that you know are in the body of Christ. Go ask them, go ask them for counsel. Go ask them for help. This, this can be very, very practical. If you don't know the part that you play in this body, go ask somebody. You need to pray about it and get some counsel. If you don't know what part you play, because your part that you play in the body of Christ is essential. You must know your part. you got to know what, you, what part you play so you can go ahead and do it to the best of your ability. Don't think what you have done is so bad that you can't get back up. Because if you have a mindset to submit to the Almighty, then when you are, then you are on the right track. Think of the old Paul. We are persecuting, persecuting Christians and doing all this crazy, all these evil things to Christians. But God still chose him, and Paul changed. I'm almost done, y'all. But three points I want to leave with you, so that when you, as you're on this team. These are things that we should, we should consider. These are things that we should look at. These are things that we should really take into account as we plan our part on Team Jesus. My first point is this, y'all. Write this down. If, if, you, if you got a notepad or a pen pad or whatever, I don't know what you got. But write this point down. Number one, on Team Jesus, this is, what you need to, this is what you need to know. I need to stand up for this one. On Team Jesus, what you need to do is, my first point is this. You need to consult the captain. You need to consult the captain. That's right. So, okay, Randall, you said consult the captain. The captain, we know, is Jesus. As we walk with God, I believe things start to change. Our attitude changes. Our behavior changes. The way, the way we carry ourselves changes. Changes for the better. It should. It is it important, it's important as we're on this team, on Team Jesus, that we consult the captain. Because we know that Jesus is the captain. We, didn't, we need to know what he's thinking. We need to know what he's doing, what, what he wants to do, what, 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 what the position I'm playing. We need to know what are the plans that he has. I need to talk to the captain because the captain knows that he has the playbook. He knows, okay, okay, Randall, you need, you need, you need to do this week, this week. Randall, you need to go this, that this week. Randall, you need to drive down here this week. Randall, you need to witness that person this week. We have, to, we have to consult the captain. The captain is Jesus. And we, when we go to our prayer, we can say, okay, Lord, I'm coming to consult you. Okay, what, what is the next thing I need to do? Okay, I know, I know, I know that this week is ahead of me. I'm about to go to work right now. So, Lord, do you want me to witness my day? Do you want me to bless my day? Do you want me to help my day? Lord, how can I how can I how can I be play my part on this team? How can I play my part in the team? Lord, Lord, what is it that you want me to have on the day? I need I need to be constantly consulting the captain, which means I need to pre- constantly be praying. I need to constantly be consulting the captain. Because like I said, we need to know what he wants us to do and at what time he at what time he wants to think things done. We want to start doing things that are pleasing to Jesus and not to the flesh. Do we mess up? Of course we do. Of course we mess up. But our attitude daily should be striving to do exactly, exactly what he has called us to do. Your purpose should bear fruit. Consult the captain. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 says this. Let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. So as the mind out in Christ Jesus, let this mind be in you that's also in Christ Jesus. I didn't even think the way the captain wants me to think. My next, my next point this morning. Buckle up, y'all. Two is this. Play your part. 
Play your part is number two. Your part is your purpose. And I want to remind somebody on the other end, other, other, other end of the day that tell you, I want to tell you this. Your purpose is bigger than your problem. I, and, I, and I'm so sorry. I hope I, I hope I didn't give anybody the wrong impression. Anybody that's watching right now or listening right now, I want to give you the wrong impression. And I want to give you the wrong impression and tell you that when you start becoming, when you become a part of Team Jesus, that all your problems will vanish. I, I hope I didn't tell, I hope I didn't give you the impression that once you once you start playing your part on this team, that you that it, it'll be sunshine and rainbows and and and, and nothing will, will nothing bad will happen. I hope, I hope nothing bad will happen. I hope I didn't give you that impression because that's not the reality when you join Team Jesus. It's not that the problems go away. It's not that the the, the not that the problems all the problems go away and it's just happy every day. It's not exactly that. But if now you have a captain to talk to, you can play your part in, on Team Jesus, and God will consult. God, God will help you. God will guide you. And and yeah, I might go through problems, but my but my captain is here. Yeah, I might go through the situation, but my captain is here. Yeah, before I didn't have, a, I wasn't part of a team. I, I was just by myself. I was I was a free agent. But now I'm a part of a team right now, and I can consult my captain. Because before I was a part of a team, I, I had a, I had problems, but I didn't have nobody to go to. But now since I'm part of Team Jesus, now I can go to my captain. I can say, Lord, I'm I'm going. I'm, I'm having a, I'm having a bad game today. I'm having a bad game this week. I I had a bad day this week. But Lord, I know you're my captain, God, and whatever you want me to go to, whatever you want me to lead me to, Lord, that's why I'm going because I'm playing my part on this team, Lord. I'm, I want to be, be with you for, I want to be with you forever, Lord. I am down. I'm ready to play my part. Team Jesus, here I come. That should be our excitement. That should be our excitement as we're playing, playing being a part of Team Jesus. John 16, 33 says this, y'all. I have told you these things so that me, you may have peace. In this world, you in this world you will have trouble. You will have trouble, but take heart because I have overcame the world. That's Jesus, y'all. Jesus has overcame the world. Our captain has overcame the world, so we don't have any, we don't have to be scared or we don't be scared, but we can go out and do what God has asked, asked us to do. I've come to tell you that you will go through some problems. But being on Team Jesus, despite the problem, despite the turmoil, you will come out victorious. Because God is on your side. God is on your side and you have teammates that will cheer you on and pick you up when you're down. Because we know when two or three are gathered in the midst, three, two or three are gathered in his name, he is in the midst. This is why it's important to be connected with connected people that are on our team and to encourage them to, to, that God's plan is better than the plan we have for ourselves. No matter how we feel, God still chose us. He loves you so much that I can tell you, I can't even tell you just by, I can't even tell you, I, he loves you so much that me just telling you this doesn't even, like, it's so much more. God loves you so, so, so much. And if you're struggling with sin, I don't know who you are or where you are, if you're struggling with sin on a day, I'm here to tell you that Jesus went to the cross and overcame and defeated sin for you and me. Now it's up to you to walk in what he has freely given. Now, bring me to, this brings me to my third point and my last point. Number three, we are stronger together. We are stronger together. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 25 says this, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may, ha members may have the same care for one another. If one member, member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, we all rejoice together. 
So if somebody else it wins on my on my team, somebody else scores a bucket on my team, if somebody else scores scores a point on my team, I'm celebrating, I'm happy, I'm like, let's go! Because a win in this area is a win for me. If my teammates are winning, that means I'm winning. So I can celebrate other people. I can celebrate what, what, my, what the blessing that God gives to my gift. I can celebrate when, 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 they, when um, souls are, are, are brought to the kingdom. I can celebrate because now we are working at the, together as a team. We are stronger together. And I think during this pandemic, I think this is a time that we should all, we should most definitely be reaching out to one another. We have players that are on our team. This is the body of Christ. We're not by here. We're not alone. We have a body. We have people on this live stream. We are together. This is this what we have gone through a pandemic. We have to go and call people. We got to check on folks. We got to say, hey, how you doing? I know you're on, I know we all team Jesus together. How, how's the week been? How you played? How you played this day? How you played this week? What stuff do you struggle with this week? What stuff do you need to over? Do you need to do better this week? That's what it's like being a part of Team Jesus. We're stronger together. My challenge for you this week is this. I want you to reach out to somebody that you usually don't reach out to that's a part of the body of Christ. I want you to reach out to them because we have to remember we are on a team. And we have to check on our team members. We got to see how they're doing during the pandemic. It's a tough time for a lot of people. And we have to say, hey, we are stronger together. We, we, we want to build up our team. We want to we build up our friends. We want to build up the people that we come in contact with, with. Contact with. We are stronger together. So you need to call somebody up, find somebody on the street that, that, that loves Jesus, find somebody that you know, find somebody, find somebody that you haven't talked to in a while and say, hey, I want, I, I want to share a scripture with you. I want to, I want to share a verse with you. I want to encourage you. I want to help you. You know why? Because we are on team Jesus and we have a captain in our team and we are part of a winning strategy and we didn't, we didn't get picked because we were so good. We didn't get picked because we, we had it all together. We didn't get picked because, because, we, because we could do this and that and the other. But we got picked because God is good. We got picked because he's good. We got picked because God has it all together. We got picked because God had it had us. And nobody can snatch it out of his hand. That's why we are picked. And that's why I'm so excited on today. Because Jesus picked us. We are part of this team. And we are stronger together. So my challenge, like I said, is we can reach out to somebody that you, you normally don't reach out to. And say, hey, I'm, 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 hey, I'm, hey, I'm praying for you. Hey, I, I have a scripture I want to share for you. Hey, I, whatever the Lord is leading you to do for somebody, for a member of your team this week, please, please, please do it. We are stronger together, especially in this pandemic. A lot of people, a lot of people don't know have any hope, but we have our hope. Our hope is in Jesus. And I close today. I want to remind you, remind anyone in the room that feels insignificant. That feel like you're not good enough. That feel like that feel like um that that you have have messed up. I want to tell you today that God loves you more than you can imagine. Don't think what you're you are in whatever you're in by yourself, but instead look around and see who is playing on your team. I want this week. I I, I encourage you to ask God, Lord, what what ways am I? What way can I prove on this team? What way can I be stronger? What way can I reach out to my friends? What 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 way can, what way can I reach out to my to um to my other believers to other believers in Christ? What way can I, what way can I put my focus on you this week, Lord? I don't want to go on without living out the purpose you have called for me. I don't want to go on without living out the purpose that you have called for me. I want to go on with living for the purpose that you have called for me. So this week we are, we we already know y'all we are on. Team Jesus, all of us believers in Christ. We're on Team Jesus. It's time for us to go and do our part, play our part, consult the captain, and remember we are stronger together.
So as I as I close on the day, I'm about to pray out, pray us out. I just want you to remember the challenge that I asked, the challenges this week. Consult the captain, ask them, Lord, what, what part do I what, what part do I play on this team? Uh, next thing I want to know, okay, Lord, after I consult the captain, okay, now I gotta play my part, right? As I play my part, I have to remember to reach out to my other brothers and sisters in Christ because we are stronger together. I'm so excited for this week. I'm gonna reach out to somebody this week and ask them how they're doing. Um, and just let's let's let us be a blessing. So let me pray us out. Thank you, Lord, for this time that we had together. Lord, you are good and your mercy endure forever. We praise you, God. You are holy. Show us what it means to be a part of your team. Lord, let us be good players on your team. We know, God, we, we, you, we know you didn't choose us because we were good, because we were terrible, for real, for real. But you still decided to choose us. You still decided to choose us, even though we weren't good. But, God, you were good. And we give you the glory, we give you the honor, and we give you the praise because we love you and you are amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Enjoy your week. And remember, Team Jesus.